Hello and welcome to Pop of Passion. Join me, Jack Sparker, comedian and highly sensitive person, along with a guest every other week as we delve into our deepest passions. From being a plant dad to conquering insecurity with comedy. If you relish the memory of an unexpected late night conversation with a stranger about their obscure passion, the kind where you have tears in your eyes one second and are doubled over laughing the next, this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to Pop of Passion. I'm Jack Sparker and I'm so glad you're here. My guest today's mother was childhood best friends with director John Waters and Divine. She has written for Paper Magazine, Playboy, and the Onions AV Club. She co-hosts the podcast, Cardition It, and the newly launched um, Patreon-exclusive, Ellis for Losers. You may recognize her from Comedy Bang Bang, The Birthday Boys, or the UCB stage. Please welcome Jessica Jardin. Oh my gosh, hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, hi, hi. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I I hope people get a chance to see that you are wearing a fruit dress, which obviously warms my heart. She is a gorgeous lemon print dress, and I'm getting to see it over Zoom, and it's making me so happy as a lover of all fruit clothes. You know, I like to dress the part for every guest, and... <laughs> um, so for Marcy, I wore a flannel because I was like an uh, improviser's dream. But then I also <laughs> wore a um, Kardashian collection with a K from Sears <laughs> jacket that I've had since high school. <clears throat> you know, like I just and I know no one will see this unless I like take a photo. No, but, but that's why I was like, I have to shout it out because whether it was in my honor or not, it is acknowledged, it's seen, it's a beautiful springy you. lemon print, making me very happy. Well, uh, it was absolutely in your honor because I also, uh, I know you like fruit, but I was like, you're also a huge Beyonce fan. And I'm also a huge yes. Beyonce fan. So I was like, uh, lemons, perfect. Two in one, an absolute two in one um yes yeah you nailed it it's yance it's fruit it's all of our favorite and it was just the five year i think it was like the five year of lemonade yes. like last week yeah i had one of those like what how but it just happened it made me feel very old but yeah. i'm grateful that it exists i know that was such an impactful album on so many levels life-changing um yeah. that and the self-titled are just yeah unreal just, just, Turned my whole world upside down. And you were um, at um, Coachella, I believe, or Baychella. Yeah, I was just telling this story to a friend um, because, yes, my my husband and I went out there to see the second of the two weekends, saw her live with our my own eyeballs. But it was very funny because it's like something I'll get to tell my grandchildren. I'm like so grateful we did it. But it was hard and it was like a very, very packed shoulder to shoulder. And it was a whole kind of because normally Coachella, like I've been many, many times and it's like people kind of filter out at the end of the night in a steady stream. But since it was Beyonce and it was that like Beachella, everybody waited till the till she finished and all left at once. And so it was just this like crush of people. And it was just kind of a horrible exit. Like we yeah. were kind of in this corral of people for hours and it was so it was like a very kind of like unpleasant end to it and then when we saw like the netflix special i was like oh my god we 
did not need to go. (laughs) It's so you get like truly so much of the exact same. It's very cool to say I went. I'm glad we did it. Makes me feel like a super fan. But to anyone listening, if you I mean, the the homecoming uh, special is is like you're there. You saw it. Like, yeah, the production value is like unparalleled. Yes. And like you get all the behind the scenes, you get yeah. so much closer. It's like, I watched it on like the far side stage, like jammed shoulder to shoulder with like, you know, a bunch of drunk 19 year olds. <sighs> um, but it was very, I'm like glad I did it, but just, you know, moving forward, I was like, mm, I think we live in a time where you can watch stuff at home and it's just as good. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, one last question before we get into it. Um, were you sure. there for the pink or the yellow? Uh, it would have been, oh shoot, it must, a uh, pink. Cause I think first weekend was yellow. Was yellow. Yeah. So pink. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. It special. It was really great. Well, I feel like I'm on Kardashian. I feel like we just caught up. Um, so this is an honor. <laughs> You're my Marcy. Me. Oh my gosh. That is so sweet. So Jessica, the question I ask everyone, what is your mm-hmm. passion? Well, uh, I would say sometimes I can feel like a real master of none um, when it comes to passions. Uh, There's so many insane, stupid things that I become very obsessed with. Um, But I would say like a big a big passion for me has been and I've been really in it in quarantine is um, miniatures, which is actually like a pretty lifelong thing like I I, which I can tell you about. Yeah. But um. And, and then that sort of led to also, like, I got very into like Etsy and finding little makers. And then that led to, um, a lot of just like fruit focused everything. Like we're talking about, Mm -hmm. I became like a really massive collector of like clothes with fruit on them. Um, earrings, jewelry. Like I just got very fixated on like how much looking at like fruit on myself made me, especially I think in like a zoom era. Um, how happy it made me. Um, so it, I just became kind of like a, yeah, like a little collector this year in a way that I haven't really before. So you've never, like you didn't have, like did you have Beanie Babies when you were a no, kid? No, I didn't have Beanie Babies. I never really had like a, a major thing except like, so in grade school and like middle school, I did get into, not dollhouses, that's what's weird. I wasn't into tall houses, but I did get into like miniatures. Um, I think where it came from is that in California, um, you do in fourth grade, what's called, I don't know if you still do, but you do, you know, you really learn your like state history and in California, the state history is all about the missions, Mm -hmm. um, which are, you know, basically just these like churches that, uh, Unipero Sarah built all along California. And so you like learn about the missions and then uh, you do what's called the mission project and you have to like build a mission. And usually you build it out of like sugar cubes or for the fancy kids who can go to Michael's, you get like special kits. And it's like a very California kid thing, your mission. And then like which mission you chose, like yeah. mission San Bernardino is a mission San Francisco, like cause they're all up and down the state. Um, but the mission project is sort of like this first, you have to like build it and make like uh, gardens and make a whole kind of little, town basically yeah um i remember just like getting very very into it i'm still into missions uh weirdly not into (laughs) catholicism but i really like missions and i get excited to go visit them um 
but yeah, so so I think that that like unlocked sort of just like an interest in like shrunken down miniature stuff. And so um, I'm from the Bay Area and over the Santa Cruz, I'm from like kind of the base of the Santa Cruz Mountains. And we, my mom and I would go on like road trips, day trips over to Carmel, um, which is this like beautiful town right yeah. by Monterey. And they had this little like kind of miniatures in it and it used to be like my favorite thing to ask my mom to go do if we could go to the miniature store um and i built like a couple different things but the one i was most proud of was this little fruit stand which makes sense now yeah. but it was like it was like a roadside fruit stand like a little wooden fruit stand with shelving and little bushels and baskets and so and little like for sale signs and stuff and it was that was like my pride and joy and i would just like buy lots of miniature um little fruits and veggies and like things that would have been on the sale at like a roadside fruit stand and I had it forever and, uh, and, and I never, I would, I like always remembered it really fondly, but you know, there was just like a phase of my childhood. And then at the start of 2020, like even before the pandemic, I just like got really into, I started thinking about that collection and I was like, man, I wonder, I bet it's a lot easier to get that stuff now. You oh, don't have for to sure. go to specialty stores and I had never looked and I started poking around, um, Etsy of course. Yeah. And it's like uh, the world is your oyster. It was like you could get custom stuff. You could get anything under the sun. And like I really love like food and drink miniatures. Yeah. And so I just started buying them. And then suddenly I needed a shelf and I got a display shelf that I'm looking at. Wow. And it just like really spiraled. And I, I would post it every time I got like a miniature in the mail. And also like all things Etsy, I've learned – uh you get this is true also when you buy like vintage clothes and stuff online like you get these like really lovely little handmade handwritten notes and everything's packaged so sweetly it just has all this like human touch and thoughtfulness in it yeah um so i just got really into miniatures this past year it kind of it kind of waned uh because i went a little nuts um, so I haven't, I haven't added to it in a couple months, but, um, yeah, I have, I'm looking at like, I've got little bloody Mary's little cheese boards, little, um, coffee cups, pies. And then the one I was really excited about, I got a big dim sun, dim sum <gasps> set. So the little like bamboo yeah. kind of things with tiny dumplings in them, That's um, so little cool. beers, little margaritas. I like, I like little alcohol. I think it's really cute. Yeah, um, I mean, who wouldn't like? I like the big alcohol, but yeah, I would say story. for myself, <laughs> for myself, I'll need I'll need larger. But um, but yeah, that's sort of like where it, it, so it was this very obvious like connective thread. I knew where it came from, but I didn't expect to uh, fall into it quite as much. But it's just been so nice. I love it, and I started also. Uh, social media is so is such a huge piece of it, and like. Instagram totally learned my algorithm and started just like recommending all these little miniature accounts to me. And so then, and they, you know, it's like everything suddenly you yeah. are following and following and following and down the rabbit hole. Um, and it's amazing. And there's like, it's such a, it's such a cool time to be interested in like, I feel like, and it's kind of the heart of TikTok too, but like to be interested in any niche, whether it's like makeup or skincare or whatever it is, Cause you can find all these people who are completely devoted to it and put up all these videos about it and like yeah. let you see behind the scenes. And like, 
I find I will just get lost watching videos of like miniature makers, <laughs> like shaving and gluing. And like, it's so cool to yeah. see people make that stuff. And um, I, it's almost I it. soothing. I know I don't watch miniature videos, but I watch a lot of cupcake videos, like decorating. Mm. And mm-hmm. I have no interest in decorating a cupcake. Like you couldn't pay me. My mom yeah. has like paid to take classes to learn how to decorate cakes. And I'm like, no, that's not for me. But I love to watch the videos. <laughs> well, that's so my job job, my actual job is um, I oversee Tasty, which is this like food brand run by BuzzFeed. Um, and most people know it as kind of like the they call them like hands and pans. videos. Yes, it's like I'm where obsessed. Come in and cook. Yeah. And so that's like what I do all day is run Tasty. And like I don't cook. I'm I can't cook. I'm a, I really am a horrible chef. I would absolutely starve if it wasn't for the fact that my husband can cook and mm-hmm. feed us. But I like I am part of this like massive brand that is and so much we do so much research. We have like these massive data teams and like audience um, surveys and it's like people. It's about just like the uh, sensory feeling, the soothing feeling. Like there is of course like anything with with food content like a lot of utilitarian searching of, you know, busy parents looking for what to cook their kids for dinner that night. Mm -hmm. But there is so much just like, it's just pleasing for people to watch things. And it just is this time where we like, don't have to, there doesn't have to be a larger function to something. It's same as like ASMR. Like it's just like, you know, we just like it. We like it because we like it and that's it. But um, I think those are the best passions or like, you just like it because you like it. And that's awesome. Well, and I feel like it's a time now more than ever. That's why your podcast is a great idea. Very savvy because I feel like, um, you know, the concept of hobbies is almost like blurred and it is just sort of like we are our interests kind of now. Like even if it's not what we, even if it's not what we like pay our rent off of, like I think life is a lot, especially in the pandemic, life is so much less um, compartmentalized, you know, like everyone, you, you can see my bar collection behind my head Mm -hmm. and my dirty dishes in the sink. And like, everything is kind of all one. We can't really like uh, put up a lot of barriers between like the different parts of our lives now um, or haven't been able to. So I feel like this thing of like, I don't know, like what you're into, it's, it's less of like a private interest for you to explore in your downtime. And it's like, what I started sharing miniatures and everybody was like, yay, we love it. Let's see more. And I was like, okay, I guess this isn't weird. All right. Yeah. Um, I love that. It's been very nice. Like the community building around anything is so important. Um, Like I would say, for instance, people know me for like three things and that would be Gaga Gilmore Girls and Gin. Um, no, I'm kidding. Not really. Not really Gin. But I <laughs> I trained as an improviser, so I knew I had to give you a third. Um, that was you know. I would have come G. down real hard on you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, what else is G? Oh, I do like Gin. Um, That's great. But I bought it. Yeah, I think it's so. I think especially in um, when you're in like college and then post college your interests are your identity. Yeah. And I think we're kind of getting back to that in our later years because I think people are starting to, at least I hope, be less judgmental about stuff. Yeah, and I think I think it's like, it, you know, in your 20s or teens and 20s, because I was really somebody who, like, 
went through a million identities and a million like I'm this girl now I'm I'm into raves nope it's hip-hop and a lot of mine were really like music focused Mm because I was a big music person and I think that then you get old enough that you're like oh that's weird I don't really need to like scream my uh taste out at the world because a lot of that is about like just how you dress and hairstyles and stuff but I think then you kind of pendulum swing so far to the other end. And as you get older and you get busier and you have more responsibilities, it just is harder to like honestly have interests and like yeah, nurture absolutely. them and um, have them. It takes time and effort and let alone if it's something like skill based, you know, like I'm learning a language or music. Uh, so it's like. I think that that's been a very interesting part of this year is that I think everybody has had to like fill time mm-hmm. in such a different way, openly having to be like, yeah, we're stuck inside. Like, what do we, what do I do? What do I, what am I into? What's interesting to me? And some of it's stuck and some of it hasn't, but I do think that it's like this more mature version of saying like, okay, I don't need to have like jet black hair, emo aesthetic, uh, but it is nice to share with people in my life, like the yeah. stuff that I like. And like that, and it's especially like one of my very favorite things is when people I know, like friends or even just listeners of the podcast, like tag me in like fruit shit or like miniatures. And like, it, it like honestly always really warms my heart. Like, oh my God, people know that I like this. That's so yeah. nice. Cause <laughs> at like the like deepest levels, like you're being seen. Yes, it's exactly that. And it's like for things that like, you know, like there's definitely, you know, it's not the greatest risk of putting yourself out there. But I remember I had the same thing when I like was dyeing my hair, all the different, you know, different crazy colors mm-hmm. or like, you know, especially as you get towards your late thirties, it's like very easy. I think, especially for women to just judge yourself and assume that people will, you know, read into it or like, Ooh, what's going on with her? You know, like, yeah, it's especially, I don't have kids. And like, it's like the parts that, you know, these are like benign interests, but in the world of social media and the moment we're in, and as like a woman moving through her thirties, you can do a lot of like kind of mean anticipatory, like self-talk, you know, where it's just like, Oh my God, am I really going to be this lady who's like dyeing her hair a million colors and like collects miniatures? And then you put it out there and everybody's like, yay, we love it. And you're like, okay, it's not about other people validating you, but it is a nice reminder that like, sometimes if it is just you in your head, you can make it a lot more complex and frankly, a lot more negative than it is. People are like, oh, I didn't know about that. That's fun. Cool. Yeah, (laughs) totally. It is so cool when you like have a passion that people are aware of um, and then they are, they'll like text you like, um, you know, like when Gaga did the Super Bowl, like I probably got like 40 texts. I mean, oh. I'm sure you get it with Kardashians all the time, oh. but, but like it gets to a point where it's like, um, yeah, like I, I have other interests and like I'm doing my thing and like I'm not um, a little monster like for life. Like I am, but I'm not like I'm more than that. You know what I mean? So it's a fun like line where it's like how into something can you be? Yeah, I think that that becomes that's where fandom is so fascinating to me because it's like and and yeah. And when, when you've sort of like I, I definitely am a person who is always screaming my interests out mm-hmm. to the world. Um, but then, so then when you do kind of hit a tipping point, like I remember even a couple years ago, I was like, 
pineapple. It's only pineapple. Like it was like yeah. predating my current. And I was like, pineapple, pineapple, pineapple. I love it. I love it. And then it was like that thing where it was like, you know, bless her heart. My mother-in-law is sending me like for four years straight, you know, like pineapple uh, cups, pineapple, like where I just was like, if I see another pineapple, I'm going to lose my mind. And it's so sweet, but it's like, I'm the one who shouted it out to the world. I'm the one. And, and you forget that like everyone's busy and people who love you are so grateful when they can think of something you like, you know, when they're like, Oh, she loves Gaga. Great. Slam dunk. And then like, you've kind of given everyone like, you've eased up the homework piece of like, um, and it only roots from the very best place. Like it only roots from people trying to like, let you know that they're thinking of you, but it is very funny. Like once you sort of are like, yeah, but there's other stuff too. (laughs) Right. So how are, I'm curious as a Gaga fan where your fandom exists. Um, Mm -hmm. are you, how do you feel about Gaga, the actress? Like, how do you feel about this Gucci movie and such? You know, if it impacts my um, VIP tickets to the Chromatica Ball, I will throw a fit. <laughs> but if it helps her get to the ego, do you say ego or egot? Egot. I say egot, but yeah, I'm sure either way. If it helps her get there, I will, you know, let it slide. But I'm going to that concert. I spent like so much money, and I'm going alone. Uh, like I, I it's Wrigley Field. I'm pumped. I, that is one of the ones that's like when I think of, and I'm, and I am by no means, I would not put myself in the category of like a diehard Gaga fan, but I do adore her. Um, and that has been so many times, like that album has been like, and people have made a million memes about it. Like Mm -hmm. the visual of just getting to dance to that. So like the end of the ticker tape parade end of COVID. (laughs) Like, absolutely. Like, I don't think I'll ever feel like we're out of COVID even in 50 years. I think I'm still gonna be scared, but the moment, like I want to go to a wedding. I don't even care if I like the person. I don't care if I have to pay to fly. Like (laughs) I will buy a bridesmaid dress. I'm there. If they... Well, here's what's crazy. To a couple that I know in the UCB community had to postpone their wedding from like last fall, right? Like peak mm-hmm. COVID. And they wanted it out in Palm Springs. I'm not super good friends with them, but I have a lot of friends who are. And I know them just like through the theater. But they had to cancel their wedding and they wanted it in Palm Springs. Palm Springs is weird because kind of once you hit the summer, it has to cut off because it gets too hot. Yeah. So they were offered May 8th. Um, and I, re- and I remember my friend telling me about it literally just in March being like, yeah, it, the wedding's in Palm Springs. It's in May. And I was like, oh, reckless, reckless. <gasps> like, how dare they, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and which once you've had a wedding too, you can't really like come down on anybody once you got to have the party like it's, yeah you know so but I was like that's crazy that is so reckless I can't believe they're gonna have a wedding everyone had to elope or cancel their weddings and the timing is nuts everyone's vaccinated like by the time this wedding happens now yeah everyone I know that's going is totally vaccinated and it is like the craziest roll of the dice that it just happened that way and so like I'm so jealous I have friends that are all gonna like see each other 
and yeah, hug and dance and be at a wedding together and dance and get drunk. And I'm like on the, I mean, I would go in a heartbeat if I was invited, but mm -hmm. I also like the idea I'm fascinated by it because the idea of just like dropping out of like a year plus of COVID straight into a wedding yeah. is so wild. Like seeing a bunch of people at once in person, it's an emotional event. You're in Palm Springs. Right. So I'm like, I'm just going to be like watching on Instagram and texting, yeah. but I'm like very, I couldn't believe that it worked out. I was like, even in March, I was like, that's reckless. She shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, okay, you win. That's amazing. That's going to yeah. be a really fun ass time. Well, I am not one to ever compliment Joe Biden. If you've ever seen me do stand up, I did vote for him. I wore a necklace that said vote for about six months. Like I'm not saying, you know what I mean? I'm on the right yeah. side of history. Yeah. He's not my favorite person, but he did it right. Like, with all the help he had. So yes. I'll give him this one. Kudos. You, know? you did it, Joe. We we did it, Joe. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, I, I'm I'm always curious, especially when people have other like pop star pop stars that they are like because like I'm such a Beyonce freak mm -hmm. and I telegraphed it to the universe. Um, but it's, but there's a lot of nuance to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I always feel like, like if I, I could have a whole podcast dedicated to like what I like and don't like about Beyonce. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the headline is everything, but then it's like, well, when she acts, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. her directing style isn't, well, it's not that it's not for me. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like, the, but anyone who knows you is just like, it's your person. And you're like, I well, know. yeah. Obviously. Yeah, but there are these, like, you have all these layers to anything. As anyone would, you know, like, uh, like my husband's a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Mm. And it's like, um, which we always, always joke. It's like, we both have the two, like, broadest, most populist artists on planet Earth. Like, yeah. uh, like I spent all these years in, like, music journalism and worked at a record store and thought I was so cool. And then I'm like, just, we're like, yeah, the musicians everyone alive loves. <laughs> like, the two biggest pop That's stars. so funny. You know? But, um, you know, we always joke. We have really niche taste. We love Bruce. We love Beyonce. We love Hawaii. Really weird, yeah. subversive interests um but no i was but just that thing where like all of my favorite bruce albums are the ones that he like can't stand you know mm -hmm. and i'm like that's your guy though and he's like not then but anyways i got yeah. off of the topic of miniatures and fruit but uh, uh that's okay i was gonna bring it back um oh, good <laughs> i'm working on it i'm practicing um but i was wondering are there any like miniatures you'd be like not for me like I can, I'm just guessing like you probably wouldn't want a miniature gun just based on me listening <laughs> to you for 500 hours of my life. Um, not a big, not a huge fan of guns, not a huge fan of like any weapons yeah. or altercations or fighting or sports or almost anything that would be defined as like hyper-masculine. <laughs> I appreciate I think that. would be outside the realm. I think, um... I mean, a lot of my, for in the miniature realm, I think anything food is delightful to me. I just like yeah. love, it's just really pleasing. I'm not like, that's what's so funny. Like I would have a dollhouse if I had space or like, you know, uh, like I like the idea of like doing a whole house. Mm -hmm. um, 
But at the same time, I don't, well, that's what's sort of strange. I don't really feel this need to like build it into a real space. Like I kind of like the idea of just like shelves and shelves of like little foods, you know, yeah. like it doesn't, and like little drinks and like, I just like, it's way more to me about looking at it and being so aware of like what, like that hands made it, you know, yes. as opposed to like passing it off as like, it's a little whole world, you know, does that make sense? Absolutely. Like I just actually really love being like, Oh my God, these somebody made this and tiny painted it and tiny, like, Oh, like that, that to me, the handcrafted like piece of it. And that's why I got really into clay earrings too. I had to take them off for the headphones, but like I fell down the rabbit hole of the world yeah. of like clay earrings. Like because, handmade. Yeah. There's just something so cool about like knowing. And especially again, it's such a cool time with social media. Like I follow all these like miniature artists and like clay earring girls, women. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, I'll like, you tag them, buy them, you tag them. And then they respond to you. Yeah. Like, I love your stuff. And they're like, thank you so much for buying it. There's so much connection, um, and appreciation. And I just, that that's been like, that's been, I think the greater piece of, Co of like COVID and quarantine for me is I became, I wasn't as much of like an online shopper or person right. who spent a lot of time on sites. And like, I had to get really comfortable because I love vintage shopping and buying shit. And I just like got really into these little worlds and they all like follow each other and will support each other. Yeah. And like, I find it really charming. I don't know. No, I get it. Like not to bring it back to me, but I, Please. um, that will, I'm dating this episode won't come out for like weeks, but uh, Candy Muse on Drag Race just uh, came in second place last yeah. Friday. And I've known Candy Muse through mutual friends since I was in college in New York. Like even as a freshman, I was aware of Candy Muse because <gasps> Candy Muse is a huge little monster. Oh, of course. <gasps> and it's just like, it's so cool, these communities. And then to see someone in that community succeed at such a level is like, you feel like it's you. Oh my God. It's so exciting. Yeah. And it's like, I've, I've gotten little tastes of it through UCB over the, over the years. Oh, and I'm it sure. is just like, it's just such a thrill. That's very funny about Candy News. I have to tell my friend Dickie because she and her roommate Hannah host like a live, um, IG live tarot reading show on oh, Thursday cool. night and it's really cute and it, they do they like it's really like set decorated and really really cute and they do tarot readings for people who pop on and they're huge drag race fans and so they tagged Candy Muse they were like come on and please come on and get a reading Candy Muse and at some point they were giving a reading to somebody else and Candy Muse came <gasps> on and was chatting in the chat but they obviously weren't going to just like cut another person yeah. short. And they were like, please stay on, please stay on. And then by the time they finished, Candy Muse had left. Mm -hmm. And they were like, no, and like heartbroken that they'd missed it. So now every week they tag Candy Muse to try uh, to try to uh, get them back. But it, yeah, I've, that's it's it's so exciting. And yeah. just to watch somebody become like a darling to so many people. And you're like, oh, my God, look at you. Look at this community. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we like the same thing. Like, we have something in common. Like, if I saw you on the street, I would know what to say. And, like, so often yeah. I'm like, I know this person so well and I don't know what to say. But then it's a stranger <laughs> and I'm like, no, I know what to say. It's like, and it's all based in your similar interests or passions. 
I think it is just this feeling of like, it's even if it's like a small bridge bill, it's just something. It's just this feeling of like, especially if it feels niche, um, it, it, I think you just suddenly feel this huge connection point, you know, like we yeah. have something huge in common. Wait, so when did you, have you always been a, a Gaga fan or is it like later career or what's no, been your journey? Like, um, I remember hearing the song just dance on the radio for the first time. And it like changed my life. I'm, cha- I'm saving that story for my memoir. Um, oh, good. But I will drop the title. It's uh chasing Clonopin with coffee. <laughs> and I had that name sent for 10 years. I'm, you know, I, like it's holding it, on to, it's really, yeah. <laughs> so no one is allowed to see, I have to, I have to patent that. I got to get Chris Jenner on the line. How do I make a trademark um you have to get sophie to call or sophia to call for you like yeah uh, right exactly (laughs) um but yeah no i'm like an og fan like i have i had tickets um when she was supposed to perform with kanye like you know what i mean i have the number of times i've flown home to see her uh, for the hundredth show of the born this way ball and then as i'm getting in the taxi it was canceled so because she broke her what where's home chicago Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my God. It was canceled. Oh my God. I remember this. Yeah. So what but did I, you think? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I got a tattoo instead. Oh, what'd you get? I have a Trinity on my ring finger. <gasps> I thought that was a ring. I fully saw yeah. it and was assuming it was well, a ring from here. One of my stand up jokes is um, I tell a whole story about my tattoo story and I say, well, Beyonce has a Roman numeral four on her finger and a trinity is, you know, uh, the number three. So if Beyonce is a four, you know, I can be a three. <laughs> um, but I was just sharing that this weekend. Something came up about four. Oh, what was it? Oh, it was because I was. Oh, because I got a tarot reading on that same show. Oh, cool. Um, and I got something with a four and I was like, well, that's very good for me because four is very important in the Beyonce verse. It's her tattoo. It's her yeah. anniversary. Okay. And I was like rambling on and on about like the importance of four and the album title. Um, and I was like, had to catch myself because I was like, oh, you sound like a super fan. I know. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, that is the whole point of what I'm trying to do here on the show is like, I want people to talk about the thing that they're so excited to talk about that you're like, oh, I hope this comes up because I'm an expert. And like when it comes up, you light up inside and like it's just the best feeling. You know what I mean? It's the best. It's the very best. I feel like someone who I think because I think because like my my parents are are really interesting people and live really interesting lives. And I think always nurtured the idea of like, you know, just eccentric interests, like because my mom, my mom is from Baltimore. And so she, yeah, like you said in the intro, she grew up with, um, John Waters and divine as just like neighborhood friends. Yeah. Like divine used to do my mom's hair when they were like in high school and was just like shy Glenn. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when John became a filmmaker, like my mom used to go to the like church basement screenings and she's gone to every movie premiere of his I, they're not like dear dear you know like talk on the phone friends but they've been you know stayed in in close touch yeah. um and he's always invited her to every premiere mm. and um and that just like influenced so much of like my mom's taste like she's so weird and we had like growing up it was stuff I didn't know was was sort of eccentric or cult or whatever it would be like we just had a lot of 
John Waters like memorabilia and shit from premieres and like the you know scratch and sniff like smell of vision oh, cards wow. and like a lot of a lot of stuff like that we just always had around the house um and like just really my mom just was always friends with like artists and um academics and really interesting people who it was who cultivated their interests you know and, yeah. I, and I think in a not in a performative way but in a way because it like enriched you and like anyone who's come to my house like my house my parents house is crazy my mom has like an insane amount like she has this like salt and pepper shaker collection that's okay. like in the thousands that are wild they're crazy she has like she has like she's a true collector she has a lot of mm -hmm. like weird art um lots of stuff and so i think to me i and and like i grew up going to the flea market every weekend with her and like yeah. Just that, that I just grew up like that your house, like my house is full of tchotchkes. <laughs> I'm, mm -hmm. I love seeing my interests like around me. And it's funny, like in the, talking about like the Kardashians, like the hardest thing for me about them is like how fucking sparse their house is, you know, like yeah. all their houses are so like, I just learned the term clutter core and I was like, oh, that's my aesthetic. Like, I just love like stuff and like lots of like plants and little tchotchkes and like I don't know it just to me is and something that when people come over you can be like yeah this is this thing I'm really into yeah this is this collection I have like the conversation piece I think part of whether how you dress or how you curate your home um always to me is just like that that's the most fulfilling thing to me is to be able to like have something that people compliment or ask about and to be yeah. able to get to tell them the story of it you know um and just like ch learn more about them in terms of telling them about something that I'm interested in you know yeah it's all about connections it's all about connection and even if it's like uh they don't it's not even if it's like not for them you know like I think I think it's just there's something really fascinating about like, and I've always felt this way. There's so many voids for me. Like I, because my dad is from Scotland um, and didn't, so I didn't grow up with like sports or like football, you mm -hmm. know, like I don't have like a classically American dad. And so sometimes soccer was on, but like, I don't have any awareness of like sports and uh, I have a real void in the concept of like fandom and like yeah. what is very normal for most people. Um, and so that becomes like super fascinating to me, you know, like being super, super or like Marvel and comic books. Like right. sometimes that's the other thing is like there as someone who has so many things that I'm very like passionate and obsessive and love to like, you know, um, stay on top of I'm also very fascinated by things that are huge and I have zero in inroad to you know yeah. like I do I don't want to watch Marvel movies I don't read any I've never read them nope they just are not for me and, and is like an enormous slice of the culture or video games Fortnite yeah like, just I don't have a way in but I like I want to know what that is because I think it is it, the worst thing I think that can happen as you age is you become a little too prideful about what you don't like. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like very dangerous to be like, and because I'm someone who's always been very drawn to pop culture and a lot of the things that people are like, can be very dismissive of like Kardashians. I have to remind myself that like being a snob or deciding whether it is sports or Marvel or all of that, that like, 
I'm above it. I'm better than it just because it's not for me is a huge mistake. And like a good example of this is like TikTok. Like that's one of those things that's been like, obviously so pervasive, so pervasive. And like, I for sure was like, I'm not, that's not for me. I'm Mm -hmm. too old. I can't guess what rules TikTok rules. Yeah. It's the best. It's so awesome. It's amazing. I truly feel somebody to tweet the other night that was like, um, how about just getting to go to a place every day as much as you want where people are being like fun and cool and knowledgeable and creative and so funny absolutely and like it and it's void of like really like likes and the like you know the personal piece of it you can just enjoy it it's just to me like that's so exciting and that that's a place where like uh, individuality and interests are so curated and it's it just is such a reminder to not i think write off like what isn't for you because you never know what might end up being for you yeah you literally you don't know until you hear about it like I um I was never I okay well I've always been obsessed with Stevie Nicks and I've always been Mm. obsessed with the album rumors I dated Mm. someone who was obsessed with Fleetwood Mac and now I'm like obsessed with Fleetwood Mac like yeah you know what I mean and it's like it's because one night I was like hey tell me why you love Fleetwood Mac. And it was like a three hour conversation. And I was like, wow. Like, and also I was like, I have never been more interested in you as a human, even though we've been dating for a long time. But like, it's just interesting when people talk about what they love. They're so captivating. It's it's my favorite thing. I think it's, I think it's been, you know, it's been the, I think a huge, that's such a good way to put it. And I would say that that's almost like a core tenet of like my personality. And it's why I did journalism for a long time. Mm -hmm. I loved, I love interviewing people. Um, I like listening to people, you know, and I really like hearing people's interests and stories and like, especially the pieces that diverge from my own because of exactly what you're saying. When you see someone light up, even if it's not necessarily positive, even if it's an impassioned piece of like, you know, about politics or about something, just like something they're knowledgeable and care about and can speak to authoritatively. It is the most like humanizing and like, yeah, like uh, attractive thing. I, I remember I worked at a record store in college and it would be the best because it was like a full empire records thing where you know there's the like old uh crusty punk guy and then there's like the electronic music girl and like mm-hmm. a lot of like identities and everybody would sort of in like rib each other in good fun you know yeah. and like have such hard opinions and like be but it was all about people who were, had just did so much like work and wanted to share and talk about it and like that wasn't there was nothing like argumentative or confrontational it was just about people who all agree that this is this like incredible medium that we have all these diverging interests in and excitedly want to talk about it you know it's my favorite and also where it doesn't have to be uh again a space of like snobbery you know like my Mm -hmm. role I would always tell people at the record store was like I knew a lot about music but because I'm such a huge pop person and always have been and have always been also like a big top 40 give me give me my divas Britney everyone yes give me um, more give me more give me more mm-hmm. um and so I was always the person because the record store was like on State Street the main drag in Santa Barbara you get a lot of tourists you know mm-hmm. and a lot of people that aren't like you know hipster record store people and people come in and they're really nervous you know and yeah. they're like um so there's a song I mean you know this is all like 
pre Shazam, pre the way you like can find music now, but it was like, you know, people always like come up and be like, um, and always come to me and be like, if, if they were embarrassed, you know, and it'd yeah. be like, I heard this song on the radio and it becomes a very funny thing you get used to where people you'd be like, okay, what's the song? And they'd be like, well, it's like, and they like sing it really quietly under their under your breath they'd be like i can't hear you but i really want to find you the song and a lot of times it would be like a major pop song you know yeah. but that like you could tell they walked into this like painted black hipster record store and they were like oh, i'm gonna be i'm lame i'm lame and it always made me feel so good to get to be somebody who was like i got you i know this song let me take you over to this to the top 40 section this rules let me make you let me validate and make you feel like it is totally okay to like what you like. There's yeah. no such thing as guilty. Guilty pleasures is just like. Oh, yeah, I hate that. No, we're not doing that. Well, you know what I think is, um, I think you'll know this reference and people who don't know what I'm talking about, you can look it up. Um, there was an episode <laughs> of Watch What Happens Live with um, someone you may be familiar with. I don't know if you've heard of her, Oprah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I know you you know all about Oprah. Um, and she said to Andy, you carry the light. And I see that in you because <gasps> no one knows this, but you were the first person I reached out to to be on the podcast, even oh. though I don't know you. Like I've never, I listen to you all the time, but like, I don't know. I just had this sense. I was like, I think she might do it because you're like very approachable. Oh, and I think that that's a great quality. Because That's really nice. So many, um, I think a lot of women get a bad rap for like resting bitch face, but it's like that's um, a protection layer. Yeah. And I think it's a testament to you that you don't have that really, at least in my <laughs> I, experience. I wouldn't be able to pull it off. I, no. I've never, I've never been in it. I've never been able to, to even when I've wanted to or needed to, you know, like yeah. have a bit of a tough, tougher um, veneer, but no, it's not. It's never really served me. I get very tired by like toughness and um, yeah, and coolness and like um, you know the feeling of sort of like unapproachability and and I and also I think because like I spent a lot of my twenties and thirties like interviewing and, and interacting with people who were in my a lot of times heroes and much cooler than me and doing really amazing things, and you know you just learn that like people don't really have to be that way it's it's it is yeah. a protection and it is uh you know the, you don't have to be like a huge phony but there is a way to like connect with people and also be thoughtful and guarded and you know you can dance you can do the dance and it doesn't have to like it, being intimidating to me has just never been like it's just never been for me. <laughs> I don't like, I don't get a lot out of it. Um, and I'm not drawn to people who are, you know? Yeah. Um, so thank you. That's so nice. That's really, really nice. And, and that makes me feel good. And I just like, I mean, you'll see with your podcast, it's like you, this is, just, it's just something Marcy and Trish at the time, the three of us just like were people, you know, three best friends who texted a lot about Kardashians and like, you know, while we didn't have not built by any means the world's biggest podcast, it's been this beautiful thing. It has given yeah. me so, so much. And like, I can't believe the kind, the kind things that people say. Also the tough things that people say. Mm. I've had to, you know, I've grown a lot because of it. We've had to figure out how to talk about like really tough topics, uh, especially in light of like 
politics and right. what's going on in our country. And like, I feel so grateful for like the, the fact that just by kind of like on a lark because we were confident enough. I mean, Trisha just joined us uh, six weeks after having her baby, which is I know, wow, vanity. Um, and I think it is just one of these things that has like opened so many doors, not even like huge professional opportunities, but in terms of connection with, with people who enjoy the same things or appreciate the way our brains work. Um, and it, it's, it's been a huge, huge gift. And so, yeah, when I got your email, I was like, absolutely. It's such a fun feeling to see somebody at like the start of a journey, um, and know how much, you know, how much you'll get out of it and, and how much people will get out of it because it, and it's such a special medium. I, I always learn. And I, I, I know this for myself. It's so intimate, you know, you're with mm -hmm. people in their, in their ears, literally in their heads while they like ride the subway, yeah. live their lives. Like, and so there is this like intimacy that, you know, that just kind of can't be replicated by almost any other medium. You know, you really are with people in this like really internal space. Um, and so, yeah, we've, we've just been so lucky. We have like the loveliest people who listen to us, you know, just fart around every week. So thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you for listening. Of course. It's a, a, truly a pleasure. And I can't wait for the Patreon. Like I'm ready to sign up for the highest tier. I'm ready. <laughs> um, so Yay. I want to say thank you for letting me live my passion because I love having these conversations. I do have a fun, quick question. I have okay. a different one for every guest. Um, they're pop ponderings. Ooh, so just I love a quick, it. fun question with the word pop in it. Okay. Um, and you got this one because I know you're a great advocate for reproductive rights. Yes, ma'am. As we all should be. Yeah. Um, so progesterone only pill is a contraceptive, other known as pop. What flavor would you make birth control if you got to decide the flavor? <laughs> you oh can't my God. Say pineapple. I won't say pineapple. No, I'm kidding. You can say whatever you want. No, honestly. Oh my God. What would it be? This is going to gross people out. <laughs> I can't wait. I feel like, I feel like I would truly pick like coconut. <laughs> no, I, I love coconut. That, no, okay. that's a great answer. People, people have like a big aversion to coconut flavor because mm -hmm. it, it can smell so much like, um, suntan oil because yeah. like that's coconut. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's like exactly what I like. I mean, I'm too pale. I'd never use suntan oil, but so I don't have that connection point, but people like really have such a weird thing with coconut and it's like one of my favorite flavors and smells. It's so just like yeah. summer and Hawaii and like all of it. So I would love to get make it tropical. You're, it's a little quick trip to Hawaii every time you're popping your birth control. Why not? Let's go full cocoa. I love that answer. So <laughs> we're going to go to the last portion of the show, and we're going to okay. do our passion plugs. Okay. Um, I'll go first. I will let you um, finish this out. Um, so my passion plug today is – in honor of my good friend, Lily, who is always there to support me. She's one of the only people who's awake in the early hours of the morning to respond supportively to my text that can only be described as manic. <laughs> so on that note, um, NOCC is the National Ovarian Cancer Coalition. Um, ovarian cancer runs in Lily's family, and she's unfortunately lost loved ones from it. Most do not find out they have ovarian cancer until it's too late, and early detection is key. 
please go to ovarian.org to find out more and get involved and donate if you're able. You can find the link in the show notes. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, I have the same thing. I'm like an early riser and I will like, that's I think sometimes like so much of the core of me, Marcy and Trisha's friendship is we're all early birds. Love (laughs) it. Yeah. Cause I get, so I get, I have coffee and I get jacked and then I like, I'm watching the today show and I'm like crying at something Hoda said. And I'm like, I got a text and my husband doesn't wake up till later. Um, so I fully relate. Um, okay. So do I give my plug? Yes, please. Okay. So mine's a little two prong. I'm going to be sneaky because I think, um, the organization that I would plug as I always plug is, um, Planned Parenthood Mm -hmm. always. And by default also yellow fund is an amazing organization, um, for reproductive rights. And, uh, yeah, that's something I talked about a lot on the podcast. It's a really important cause to me. And, um, I've had fundraiser shows at UCB over the years. Um, my mom, speaking of my, my mom being an interesting woman, she was a like what they call an escort when I growing up. Oh, so yeah. that's the women who helped the women into the clinic and yeah. you're basically a bodyguard. Yeah. Um, and so I just come from a long line of like Planned Parenthood devotees. I think it is an incredible organization, not just obviously for um, abortion and reproductive needs, but on a whole host of other health, mm-hmm. uh, health needs. They're incredible. Um, I would give them all of my money if I could. Um, but as it, I would say, and I've shared this on the podcast, a thing that has become, you know, slightly, slightly off of that, that has become like really huge in my own life is, um, awareness of, uh, HPV and cervical cancer, um, which was something that really upended my life this last year. I don't have cervical cancer, but I had like a really gnarly cancer scare and had to get, um, a bunch of just like really shitty biopsies. Mm. I had to get a procedure on my cervix. That means I have to wait a year, uh, for pregnancy. If I would want to do that, it, it has had some like major repercussions and it all roots to HPV. Um, which is so common. Yeah. So, so common. I used to truly always joke like, uh, like welcome, you know, when, when someone finds out it's like, yes, welcome. We've all been here. We're all sitting over here with HPV. Um, there is no shame. It is so, Mm -hmm. so, so common, but, um, it does create the, uh, the higher risk of abnormal, uh, pap smears, which is what I get. Not everyone gets that. There's a million strains of HPV. Um, and for me, I happen to have one that produces like very, every time I get a pap, I basically get an abnormal, um, and I have to go get a colposcopy, which is like a chunk taken out and it just sucks. And like, it's painful. It's like, uh, there are way worse things in this world, but like, it's just not something that, um, a lot of. I ever heard a lot of conversation in terms of those almost like it was almost like the pendulum swing in terms of like destigmatizing HPV, which is so important also made it so that like, I didn't have awareness of a lot of the really serious side effects of it. And it's now impacted like my journey to having a family and things like that. So, so I like to talk about it because, uh, just try to avoid getting it. If you can get Gardasil, yeah. nothing is proof a lot when I talked about on the show other like nurses and health people you know reached out and were like remind people it's not foolproof which it's not but like do what you can if you and, and educate yourself because um I just would love for one less person to have to go get like really you know annoying painful chunks taken out of their cervix and that sucks so well, um let me be the the lesson and and just take care of that beautiful healthy cervix <laughs> 
it's funny you say one last person because after I listened to that episode, I did have one of my friends listen and she got her Gardasil at 28. So, oh my God. Well, that was so, and that was what was really interesting is that it was, it's considered, which we talked about, but it's like that I went down the rabbit hole on it and it really was considered this kind of failure in marketing because it Mm -hmm. is this incredible vaccine, but it really got marketed as sort of like this almost like with this slut shamey vibe, you know, and also a misinformation that you could age out of it, which was what happened to me. I thought I was too old to get it at a certain point. I wasn't. And so I'm so happy to hear that. And it is, yes, go get that vaccine. Who cares? Like, oh, and it's, that makes me very happy. Well, it's like hilarious because she's my least Kardashian, um, (laughs) friend (laughs) and her, uh, Dad went to college with Caitlin. <gasps> yeah, so wow. um, lots of connections. Um, Maybe the future governor of my state. Oh, gosh, I hope not. <laughs> no, we know, we know. Knock on wood. Yeah. But yes, that's my plug. Take care of your take care of your re- reproductive organs, um, your body. Go, go, go to Planned Parenthood. Give them some money. Um, or your, and I would say the last thing I'd say about Planned Parenthood is um, – donate to your local Planned Parenthood. Yes, that, that's, that's important. I mean, it's it's always great to, you know, the general Planned Parenthood of America, but um, I would say always just try try and give donations directly because they have really different needs and it will just go directly into your community, mm-hmm. um, which is so important. So, and and there's so many organizations, um, NARAL, I don't know, how, I never know how to say it, yeah. N-A-R-A-L, a million of them. But um, yeah, that, that's, that's all the stuff I'm all about. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to talk about it. That makes me happy. (laughs) Well, I think like, you know, passion plugs go with our passions. You know what I mean? Because we need to have something to stand on. If we don't support these communities, we won't be sitting here talking on a podcast. So the earth will burn. I can agree more. If I had not had like, I'm very fortunate to have had like the privilege and care and access to even complain about having, you know, cervical bullshit. Um, I get to go to, I, look, this is the full circle where my biopsies and all my shit takes place. My OB is at Cedar sinai Why do I go to Cedar sinai It's where Beyonce gave birth to all of her children. Yep. And that is, it is so important to me that my OBGYN, and if I ever have children, the, where they are born is in the same hospital as Beyonce. And that is a deciding totem of my life. So that's all I'm saying is you can still figure it out within your passions. Yes. (laughs) All doable. (laughs) Well, thank you, Jessica. Thank Um, you. This was a blast. What a fun idea for a podcast. I wish you the best. And thank you for having me. It was such a thrill. So thank you all for listening to Pop of Passion, produced by Christine Ferreira. Please follow the show on social media at Pop of Passion and at popofpassionpodcast.com. I'm Jack Sparker. Go out and be the light living your passion. <laughs>